Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Hey! It's Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Montana. is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Just letting the boss bring you home here on a Wednesday. Unpopular opinion. I love Bruce Springsteen. This is actually maybe my least favorite Bruce Springsteen song. I uh, I know it's one of his most famous and popular. I just think it's a little bit overplayed. I, uh, you know, you hear it a lot at uh, sporting events and stuff. Yeah, I've heard this song. See, look at you. I, I couldn't tell you it was Bruce Springsteen, though. <laughs> Can you believe that Sean's heard one of the most famous songs of all time, Tommy? That's amazing. I think he's lying. <laughs> Born in USA, great album. Uh, this is uh, this is probably my least favorite song on the album, even though it is it's still a great song. The Boss, he's the man, will always remind me of my mother 
Thanks, Ma, for showing me all the great music in the world because uh, Bruce is the best. I used to, I remember listening to Tunnel of Love as we would drive over to Coeur d'Alene as kids, stopping at the, the Silver Dollar there, getting a hamburger. Good memories, good nostalgic memories. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Missed anything in the first hour of the show. We talked about the AFC West and half of the NFC West. We're going to get into more of the NFC West here in just a minute. We also... Uh, talked about Naomi Osaka. And a good point here from one of our uh, great listeners and a great buddy of mine, uh, Kyle Sample. He comes on this show from time to time as well, a great friend of this show. He said that was a really interesting soundbite with Naomi Osaka. I think the one major point that needed to be made was the reporter totally misrepresented Osaka's point about the timing of press conferences, just not uh, not wanting to do them. It's, that's, the, that's the key here. It's not that she doesn't want to do them. She just doesn't like the timing yeah. of pre-match press conferences. So that's, I mean, I, I, I sort of understand it. So, you know, I do think that's a point worth making. So thanks, Sample. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the feedback. But we heard that press conference, and then we also gave some fancy football advice and some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill as well. You can find out everything from the first hour on the show on the podcast, which is presented proudly by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Just go to all your various podcast hosting platforms, and you'll find the Nuanas Now podcast. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable, which is proudly presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Grizz is just around the corner. Grizz opened up on the road this year. So you need a place to go watch. The uh, kick from Seattle is, what, 6.30? Is that right? Todd, dude, there's too many night games on the schedule. Oh, see, I hate it. I know that you fans love the night games. It's fun. It's brutal for us. Dude, it's especially like when you're the uh, TV guy. Cause, Me, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, how you have the 5 o'clock news on this. I mean, you guys have how well, many, you guys have, what, five newscasts I mean, at night at well, ABC? And it's, and it's not even the deadline. It's, you know, because I, we, you know, I host the Grizzly Sports Report as sure, well, which sure. we tape on Sunday mornings. Right. So, and I travel with the team, which is great and everything. But we leave, you know. Right after the game. An hour after the game ends, yeah. we're gone. We're on yep. the, the plane or the bus or whatever it is. And, like, that Eastern game kicks off at 8.30 Montana time. It's not going to get over till 11.30 at the earliest. We're not leave, We're not out of there till probably 1. So that means we're getting back to Missoula at, like, 4, 4.30 in the morning. And then we got to, you know, tape the show at 11. It's just going to be... Some of those trips are brutal. Like the App State trip, we got back at like 6.30 in the morning. It's just, it's brutal. I, night games. And if you ask Coach Houck, I mean, he hates, hates hey, night games. Football is played at noon or 1. That's yeah. what Bobby Houck always says. It's yeah. played at noon or 1 o'clock. That is when football should be played. I can't lie. I got to agree well, with you. Well, it's as a player because you're just... You're just, you're just sitting around you're on the road, like you're just kind of hanging out all day. For you know, sure, and yeah, you have to, like, you have to time to your meals different, and, and you know you don't want to eat a big old meal right before, but then it's like eight thirty at night. You haven't had any dinner, so you're hungry. And depending on where where we're at, like for us, sometimes it can be cool because we can like go out and explore the town sure. or whatever. But sometimes you're in Greeley, North North North, Car- North Northern Colorado, and <laughs> yeah. it's not that cool, and you're just kind of waiting for the game. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, regardless, you want to watch the the Grizz game at Washington September fourth. Head on down to Paradise Falls. Great place to. Uh, eat and gather, and uh, they got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Here's what I would do if I was you. Go to Paradise Falls and uh, get yourself a steak, a little beer, watch the Grizz game on Saturday night. Sounds like a great place uh, to do it at. Paradise Falls probably presents the ESPN Roundtable. Per- we're we're going to talk all about uh, Bobcats and Grizz football right now. Percentage chance that the Grizz can win that game? Zero. 
Zero. I mean, I I don't know. Two. Okay. I mean, yeah, Washington's yeah. the number twenty team in the country. No, I know. <laughs> but that's why I, that's why I wanted the percentage. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. So if they play a hundred times, the Grizz would here's win what's twice. Inter- here's what's once. interesting to me. So many teams in the Big Sky Conference have knocked off an FBS opponent over the last ten or fifteen years. Montana State beat Colorado back in two thousand six. Um. Uh, a couple, two years ago, UC Davis beat San Jose State. Sac State has multiple FBS wins. Idaho State even went into Nevada and beat Nevada. Um, it seems like across the board, there's big sky teams, even if they're not even that good. Like there's several of the Sac State teams were just like middle of the league teams, but they won FBS games. Uh, to my memory, I don't remember the Grizz ever that's winning an FBS game. The, yeah, but but that's because they play Oregon and Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and you right. play, the, and but but it's not even it's not only that it's you it's when you play them. Sure, like you play right. Oregon in Herbert's last year. Like right, you play Washington when they're ranked both times. You play you play Iowa when they were number eleven team yeah. in the country. Right, I mean you go out and play Tennessee like when Tennessee was better than they are now. Like you're. It just kind of sometimes is when you end up playing them. The game that they could have won was the Wyoming game. Yes. Uh, I met, up, I met up with Ty Gregorak, yeah. former Montana and Montana State assistant coach. Last time I was in Bozeman, just for a minute, he had to give me some Guns N' Roses tickets that I was trying to unload for him. Um, but we were talking about that because we were talking about, he's like, are you going to Seattle or Laramie? And I was like, I'm going to Laramie because it's Vegan's first game yeah. against his old team. Um but Ty said that. He said, one of the biggest regrets of my coaching career is not winning that game at Wyoming. He said, I yeah, thought we had them. Yeah. They also had, like, a couple different long lightning breaks. Like, it was just a, a weird, funky game. Um, but that was, like, the worst team in the FBS that they have played since I've been here in the last, you know, decade. They really haven't. It's not like, there's some times where you're playing an FBS school that isn't that good. Sure. Like, but every right, time. Like when they, UC Davis beat San Jose State, they were just the worst yeah, like the worst they, FBS they've never, team they haven't faced an FBS team that's going to finish at the bottom half or even middle of their conference. Every sure. time they're playing these FBS schools, they're finishing towards the top of their conference. Well, and Mountain West and Big Sky is a little bit applicable, whereas, I mean, I mean, people forget, man, Washington, the narrative around the University of Washington changed because Lorenzo Romar was so good in, in hoops. It, it kind of got away from him at the end, but the guys that he was recruiting, like Brandon Roy and Nate Robinson and uh, Quincy Pondexter, they, they were just excited. Isaiah Thomas, they were exciting. And people kind of pinned Washington as a basketball school for a, a brief moment in time. But people forget, man, Washington's a football school. Washington won a football national championship. Washington, I believe, is the are they is that right? Are they the last Pac-12 team to Pac-10? I guess it would have been Pac-10 back then, but team to win a national championship when they won in the early nineties. I, I don't. I do not believe that there's been a Pac-10 team that's won yeah. uh, since then. So it's a football school. So it is a tough and tall task for. Montana, September 4th. To me, the biggest storyline right now of Grizz Camp, because I think the Grizz look great. I think they look uh, super sharp, efficient, tough, deep, ready to play. The biggest question mark is the kicker. Who's going to be the kicker? Uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, I, I, I have not seen the competition going that well. I also got my ear to the ground, and I'm hearing that they're going to bring in a transfer. I'm hearing we could hear who that transfer is as early as tomorrow. I'm hearing he's from the Power Five. So they're going to bring in a guy to get this thing done. But I asked Bobby Houck about the kickers a couple days ago at practice. You can tell by his tone what he thinks. I want to ask you about the kickers. How's the kicker competition going? Uh, it's going pretty good. 
been good some days, bad some days. So. Are, are you comfortable with young guys uh, at, at your specialist positions, like punter, kickoff specialist, kick uh, field goal guy, all that? As long as they're good. <laughs> Has there been a position group that's um, stood out or, or pleasantly surprised you after a week? Uh, no, not in particular, Sean. I, I think it's just been pretty good A to Z. I don't think anybody's letting down. I don't think anybody's doing what we didn't expect. We kind of expect these guys to to practice hard and play well, and, and right now they are. How would you describe maybe what, what Cole Grossman kind of brings as a at the tight end position as a pass-catching option? The guy's been around, but obviously been you know, dinged up a little bit and switched positions. Yeah, um, so what was the question? Well, like, what, what do you think he brings as far as a, a weapon offensively? Well, you know, when you're playing tight end, you're integral in the in the run game and you're you're part of the pass game you know sometimes you're in protection sometimes you're out in the route um you have to excel is probably the it's maybe the position that requires the most individual time and diversity in terms of um, ability to do a lot of different things cole's a, a good athlete who can run and uh you know he's got good weight room numbers so hopefully hopefully he'll be good in both facets one more question about the kickers. Kicking in front of 26,000 people or, or, you know, kicking at Husky Stadium, different than kicking at Dorn Blazer Field. So is it hard to really lock in what guys can do until you get into a game? Why? Well, I guess because of the fans, the pressure. Same goalpost, same ball, same holder, same snapper. That's all they got to worry about. That That's all they have to worry about besides also Everything, yeah. their head coach. He, that was Bobby's parting remark as he went off. Uh, this is what's so funny is Bobby Houck is uh, sometimes surly with us uh, when we're interviewing him. Well, oftentimes. Uh, but then as soon as the cameras and the recorders go off, then he goes back to being Coach Houck and starts joking around because he's a really funny guy. Yeah. And uh, his parting words there, he said, hey, I gave you an answer you didn't, you weren't expecting. And I was like, hey, it's great, man. I, I, I don't care what you answer. I just want to know what you think. And he's like, I'll tell you this. They need, they're not worried about Husky Stadium. They're worried about Coach Houck. And then he jogged off. And uh, – I think that's exactly right. I think that uh, the pressure from within is uh, perhaps the most intense uh, from Coach Alk. Bobby Alk, Montana head coach, joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls. Sean Rainey in studio with me here on Nuanas. Now I'm Coulter Nuanas. We haven't ever, we haven't really got a chance to catch up about Grizz football because they started and then you were out last week. So yeah. uh, I left the part about Cole Grossman in there because he's been one of the standouts of camp. I think that he brings a different level of athleticism there. And I thought it was good. The stuff Bobby said about him was good as well. But just your overall impressions of the Grizz so far from what you've seen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was about as good as as Coach Houck will describe a, a player. And that's about as good as you get. I think I remember it was a couple of years ago when you asked, you're trying to get a quote about Dante Olsen and like what makes him a good linebacker. And he just goes, well, when you're big and you're fast, you uh, can be a good linebacker. <laughs> like, you know, it's like you're talking about the best defensive player in the country, you know, and you, and you can't, it's hard to even get him to, he doesn't like saying the praises of a lot of guys. He doesn't. Because it's part of his tactic. Yeah. And he doesn't want the guys hearing that and getting their heads big, things like that. But yeah, you mentioned Cole Grossman. Uh, the dude is a, he's a freak of an athlete. Um, and I think he could be a real weapon in the, as a pass catcher um, at tight end. Um, overall, um, well, I kind of have an asterisk because I have a, a weird setup as far as for me goes. Um, 
So in the very beginning, like we're only allowed to get video for the first like 15 minutes. Yeah. So I'm kind of running around trying to get my, like, the shots of all like the position yeah. groups of the players that I want. And then we can't talk to the players till after. So a lot of times then I have to go back to the station because I don't have time to just sit there for two hours right. during the entire practice. Right. So I got to go back, start cutting stuff up, and then I show up to the end of practice. And, you know, and then you can watch some 11 on 11. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to, you know, diagnose everything from where we're, you know, standing and things like that. But it certainly looks like the, the defense is giving the offense some troubles. Yep. Um, it a good that, exchange every which day. Is, which there. is, you know, usually to be expected. Especially early in I feel like the defense is always a little bit ahead, especially like when they're going against the offense because they know what they're running. They True. know who they are. They know their tendencies. So, like, the defense is always going to have a little leg up. But I think this Montana team, if they're going to compete for a national championship and be as good as they want to be, I think it's because their defense is going to be at a completely elite dominant level. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. Like, more than the offense. Like, they're not going to win because their offense is just going to, like, be able to score at will or whatever they want. I think they're going to win because their defense is going to be one of the top three in the country. Would you Would you agree with that or no? Well, I mean, I just think I think they have an op- opportunity to be really good on defense. I also think they have an opportunity to be really good on offense. So I, I don't know. I just I think they're just really good. Yeah, I think their offense or their defense will be better than their offense. But that does that doesn't mean their offense will be bad. I just think they're they I think they have the opportunity. Especially if they're corners, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of a the other thing about camp is just uh, seeing how deep they are at corner. If they can end up being elite at that position, right. which well, they might have the opportunity to be. Yes. With Justin Ford, Omar yep. Hicksonu, yep. Ocho So, like yep. Corbin Walker, who was playing a lot mm-hmm. two years ago, yep. is probably way is probably you know, decently far down the depth chart now. He's been running with the ones at practice, though. He and Sammy and Kim have this little battle going on. Yeah. And I, I think it's part of the coaching. Want, they want it. But pretty much every time 18 is in for the offense, Corbin Walker's guarding it. Yeah. And that's good reps to get. Uh, I do think that their their progress at corner is the thing that's going to have the opportunity, at least, uh, to put their defense over the top. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to talk about this uh, here on the ESPN Roundtable. We're going to come back to the Grizz here in just a minute. I'm on my way to Bozeman tomorrow. I'll be broadcasting from the Montana State campus tomorrow afternoon. Got a great lineup of guests for you. Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, is going to join us, as is Leon Costello, MSU athletic director, and Daniel Jones, the volleyball coach. Uh, His team playing TCU that night, so he'll be kind enough to sit in right before the game gets started. So that'll be fun to catch up with him as well. Uh, but Bobcats, a lot of question marks, and most of their question marks are not really about the personnel. They, I think they have great personnel. I think they have really good players pretty much across the board. The only real personnel questions they have, ironic that neither school has a kicker. <laughs> There's, we're we're going to have we're gonna freshmen, punters, and kickers at Montana State and Montana across the board. Everybody's a freshman across the board pretty much for all the specialists at both squads. Quarterback remains a question mark, certainly, for Montana State. But most of the other question marks are about other things, coaching, coaching staff. Uh, some of the other uh, things, with it, just when you lose uh, a guy like Jeff Cho. So uh, Brett Vegan has given statements after each um, practice so far this fall camp. Here's what he had to say about his staff. You know what, uh, you know, as a head coach, um, what I've been around is you, you hire your assistants and you let them go, and you don't pigeonhole them to say they all have to be the same, their styles have to be the same. 
we want to all be on the same page, um, all bring energy, all bring our thoughtfulness and confidence to it. Um, but yeah, we got a, a assortment of, of different personalities. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think they feel empowered to coach their position. Um, and like I said, let, I let, let them run with it. You know, I, I'm not trying to step on, personally, step on their toes in any which way. Um, you know, certainly give them tips in, in my observations. But I, to that degree, I, I feel like we've, we've taken a stride from, you know, a pretty significant stride from the, the spring. Spring is a little bit of whether it's the guys here feeling me out or the guys bringing in. You know, in particular, Taylor and Freddie as coordinators, feeling their sides of the football out. And, you know, also to some extent, I hadn't worked a ton with either of those guys one year with Taylor, and I was around Freddie as a player. So it's, I think we're beyond the feeling out process, I guess, um, and, and like the way it's looked, you know, four days in. Brett Vegan, Montessa head coach on his coaching staff. Your thoughts on the Bobcats? I know you haven't seen them. What, what What is, a, to you, how much of an obstacle is a veteran, senior-laden team playing for a new coaching staff? Uh, I, think each, I think each situation is different and unique. I think in this stance, um, I, don't, I don't know necessarily, you know, and I think that's kind of a, a question mark, and Obviously, this is the thing about camp stuff is like, of course, every every coach is going to say things are going great. Everything's going according to plan, even though like that could not be the case. And you never know, you know, like nobody's ever going to say anything bad during fall camp. I've heard like, have you ever heard like, oh, yeah, we are behind in this or we not from the head coach. Doing, yeah. I, assistant coaches are often like, no, nah, we need to get better at these, this, 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 this and this. Yeah. I think it's actually funny because that is such a football thing, though, too. Because like we we interview Travis Secure all the time, he's always talking about the stuff that his team needs to get better at. He's always he's never saying, "Oh, we're doing this, this, and this." Well, he's always saying, "No, no, no, we need to do better at this, this, and this." So it is fascinating. But uh, I, I I'm so excited to see them live and in person. I just want to see the way that they're they're operating, basically, uh, because I do think that they have massive talent. Uh, I do think that all the things that could stand in their way uh, have to do with not the guys on their roster. So uh, Montana State, I think, is locked and loaded when it comes to the personnel side of things. We'll see, though, uh, when it comes to just the understanding of the league as a whole. Do you think it will be all said and done if you had no idea that it was, you know, a a new coaching staff and you hadn't watched, like, the previous regime or whatever? Yeah. Do you think it? Towards the end of the year, after watching them in in that isolated bubble, like do you would you think that you were like, oh yeah, that I I just watched the full season of a program with a, a new head coach and a new staff. Like, do you think that you will be able to know that just by watching them this season? Well, yes, just, just that, because the scheme is going to be so much different defensively, because they're running a, like basically a four-two-five now instead of a three-four. So just the way that they play on the edge and the way their run fits work and all that stuff defensively, I think is going to be just noticeably different right away. Troy Anderson played in the middle of the defense. Inside linebacker is also going to be a lot different too. But, I mean, that's my whole thought. That That's my, my basic take on this is that I think that the coaching change and 
the ramifications of Jeff Choate leaving are going to be felt most heavily next offseason. Not not this season. Just because I think that Troy Anderson and that offensive line and Amandre Williams and Chase Benson on the defensive front, they know this is their last ride. They're going to play for each other. I think they're good enough leaders. I mean, those guys are all now in their fifth or sixth years of college, so they're significantly older and much more mature. So I just think those guys are going to just ride. So kind of like what we saw when Coach Stick came over. In, in his first year, That I mean, that was like their most successful season, and they, they had a, a lot of a, a pretty veteran team, and then I, I think they started struggling more and more as, as it went on, but it wasn't necessarily like you watch that first year, you're like, oh, yeah, this is uh, – this is definitely a guy that's brand new and new to the new to the program, and you could obviously tell because they had a lot of dudes when he first got here. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, and I also just think that if let's let's say we wouldn't have had this almost two years of of these guys being together and not playing games. Yeah. I think that that brings, brought these guys close together. I, I just really think that these guys, they're either going to play for the coaches or if they're not into the, the way the coaches are operating, they're going to play for each other because I just think they've been around each other so much. Like they've just been – guys like Troy Anderson and Lewis Kidd and Taylor Tuiasasopo and these guys have been on campus for five or six years together. So I just think that they're going to play for each other more than anything. And then when those guys leave – who rises up? Who can carry on sort of the, the edge that Choate brought? I just think those guys are going to be a direct reflection of Choate this season, no matter what Brent Vegan and his staff do. And I think that's going to help Montana State a lot. ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls. Bobby Houck, Brent Vegan, and some analysis from myself, Coulter Nuanas, as well as Sean Rainey, here on ESPN Missoula. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. They serve breakfast, lunch, dinner. They have an early and late happy hour almost every single day of the week. They also have a Sports Bet Montana kiosk that I know Sean hits up on his way home a lot. So head on down to Paradise Falls, one of the best places to hang out in all of Missoula, 3621 Brook Street, located there on the south side of town. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. More Big Sky Conference football talk and some NFL talk as well. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome back. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula. They are located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Go check them out. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They're not lying, so go check them out today. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. Talking all things football. Can't wait for football to be back in action. And uh, we just talked some Grizz and Cat football. And now uh, we're going to talk, before we get back into some NFL talk, we're all going to talk a little baseball. Sean, uh, I'm, I'm, I always know what's going on with Sean's teams. Because Sean likes to put his, his thoughts and... Uh, he likes to diary a little bit on the uh, on sometimes the, on vent, the Twitter yeah, machine. <laughs> the the San Diego Padres. For anybody that's a loyal listener, you know Sean's from San Diego area, and he's a diehard Padres fan. It hasn't been going so hot for the San Diego Padres. So I know you like venting on Twitter, but we like to give you an opportunity to vent around here too. What's going on? Though? Why are the Padres struggling? Because this was supposed to be a World Series contending team, right? Well, they have like two healthy starting pitchers right now. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. So that, that does not that, help. They had to sign Jake Arrieta off the street, basically, and uh, he got hurt today. And his, he, he lasted like three innings, and then he got hurt. Um, so they're they're pretty banged up at starting pitcher. Um, it's just so funny because, and a lot of you know fan bases go through this. Like if the season ended t- today, right now, the Padres mm-hmm. are in the playoffs, right? Playing in the wild card, sure. But and they've been in the, haven't been in the playoffs since when? Well, last year, but that kind of doesn't count, right? As far as like full season, was. sure. Um, last time full season they were in the playoffs, yeah, it's been a long time, long time since we were kids, right? I think two thousand like eleven. Okay, so yeah. I guess in call you're it's been, uh, yeah, yeah, ten uh, years might have been even two thousand seven. Um, Jeez, it's a long time. So I think it's just so funny how expectations just change. Sure. The way that you view a season. And, you know, I know some Reds fans and like the Reds are kind of, you know, hot on the heels of the Padres and their fans are like excited. They're like, hey, we're in the we're in the hunt. If the season ended today, they wouldn't make the playoffs and they're happy. Meanwhile, Padres fans are, you know, think the world is ending and they're still, you know, game and a half up in the wild card. You know, so it but that's what happens when you get high expectations. And then the team doesn't deliver. And it's also funny how a lot of teams just don't know how to play when expectations are put on you. It's just, a, it's a whole different thing kind of coming up and being a little bit of the underdog. For sure. Especially and, in baseball. Yeah. It's a real dynamic in baseball. And, and you have that, you know, kind of that momentum and you're and you're freewheeling and nobody expected you to necessarily be there that early and, and you're playing and you're... You're, you're beating teams and things like that, and then you have a whole offseason and everyone expects you to compete for a division or be better than you've ever been in a long time. And then when things don't go well, it's harder to handle that mentally because you start pressing. You start feeling like that you're not living up to expectations and it's hard to manage that mentally. And I think that's, that's something that we see in the NFL all the time and something that is going to be very interesting for a team like the Browns, who are coming off one of their best seasons in a long, long time, mm-hmm. and now, but they kind of came out, not of, out of nowhere, but they had never been in that position before. So they were kind of playing spoiler, and no one necessarily thought that they'd win 11 games last year. But now, that expectation is upon them. Yep. And so how do they respond 
when they have those expectations because all of the Browns fans were thrilled that they won 11 games. Now, if they start out 3-3, three and three, there's going to be rumblings of disappointment and them not doing as good and what's going on. So it's just it's very interesting when different expectations are put on you and how those teams react. And for right now, the Padres are really, really struggling. And it's just interesting hearing from you know players, managers about how you know it's a brutal stretch, how tough it is. When if they were hey, if you would have told them last year that they were in the wild card, which they were, they were they were so happy, and now they're disappointed. So it's just uh, it, it's always interesting to see then how those teams react and respond to those situations. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. Here's what we're gonna do. I want to have a little room here to talk, uh, to take you home here on your Wednesday. So we're going to finish breaking down the NFC West and maybe get a little chatter in about UC Davis as well. It's Nuanas now, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Uh, first of all, just tell me about the spring season. What did you think? Not, not Dan Hawkins. We're going to get to that a little later on. Forgot to eject the uh, bit. We'll try it again. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Oh, the number one is not my favorite number. Cause one means only me and there's no you. But one plus one, you see, makes two. That's you and me. And it's more fun when one and one make two. Oh, yes, one and one make two. At least I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, yes, it's true. What's up, Montana? Welcome one back. New one is now. now one-stop shop for all things sports. Maybe a little music from time to time. From Coulter Nuanas. Broadcasting with Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director. Here on ESPN Missoula. From the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport. Go check them out online. NWMSRocks.com. That's NW msrocks.com before we finish up our conversation about the nfc west cool deal i'm first of all jealous of these kids we never had opportunities i grew up in missoula we never had the opportunities to play at washington grizzly stadium i don't really know when that started it's been relatively recently though and uh next friday night you got yourself a barn burner rematch of the class double a state championship missoula sentinel versus billings west First and foremost, this is a return of West versus East because that was not a part of the football schedule last year, and that was so weird. The fact that the Eastern side had no idea what's going on with the West. The Western side had no idea what's going on with the East because there was no real crossover, no common opponents. So that the return of that is very good. But also this should be uh, a battle of a couple of the best teams in the in the state. I mean, Riley Bergeson from Billings West, he's committed to Navy. Isaiah Clonch, the quarterback for West. 
uh, is, a, is a great athlete. He was a state placer in the javelin and track and was a good quarterback. And Sentinel is led by Zach Cruz, future Montana Grizzly, who's going to be playing quarterback this year, one of the best defensive linemen in the, in the state as well. And my guy Sean Rainey and, his, and our great partners at SWX Montana Television We'll be carrying this thing. So you got to be pumped up for this. Are you on the call? Yeah, still to be determined. Still to be determined, okay. Because we're still trying to fill some shoes and move some resources around. Um, but it's going to be awesome because, yeah, we never got the non-conference last year. Right. For AA. And if you look at week one, I mean, there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot of really, really fun matchups um, in week one. And none better than – West, who is loaded, they bring back a lot of talent um, from last year's team. Sentinel obviously graduated so many guys. All you know, most of them all went to Montana. Um, some of the bigger names, but they also bring back a lot of talented guys as well. They're maybe not as deep as they were last year, but their starters are good, and Sentinels still pretty good. I think people are going to kind of o- maybe overlook them a little bit sure. because of all the names that they lost, but. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how Zach Cruz does at quarterback. The dude is just a freak of an athlete. He's a great and, athlete. Um, you know, just committed to Montana. And so that'll That's be That's the thing, too, about the guys that they lost is like five of those guys are playing for the Grizz, and then another one in Camden Sermon's playing for Washington. And they're all good players. But their most talented player, even last year, is Zach Cruz. Yeah, probably. Jace Kluswich is pretty talented. Jace Kluswich is talented. He's actually looking really good in Grizz Camp. Yeah. I, was, I shouldn't say actually. I'm not surprised. He's a great athlete. But, but Zach, yeah, I mean, I mean, Zach Cruz might have the highest ceiling. Sure. As, you know, like. And he's just a dog of a competitor. Yeah, too. like, I mean, you never know. But, like. You never know. There's there's people that, you know, kind of throw the, maybe like the Zach Wagaman um, kind of comparison out there. Like, kind of like a, you know, a wiry defensive end that once he bulks up. Like could be an elite pass rusher at the next level. Um, I mean, obviously, so much to be uh, to happen before now and then. But when those comparisons do get thrown around, you know, it does show that the ce- the ceiling is there or the potential. But yeah, there's gonna be an awesome game. We're also bringing uh, doing the game the day before that. Butte taking on Billings Senior. Nice. So just is that one in the Mining City? That one's in Billings. Mm, so we okay. kind of have we have. We have two production trucks. We got one one in Billings and and one in the the Missoula area, and so the Billings one will kind of stay in Billings and they'll do all the a lot of the games there on the eastern side, and then our Missoula production truck will travel from here to Bozeman and all and everywhere in between, and so we'll, we kind of alternate and use both of them throughout the high school and college football season, and so really excited to be able to to, to bring those games. And uh, we had to work around a lot of stuff because we do all those paddlehead games as well. And so the paddlehead season still going strong. Yep. So we kind of had to finagle things around to be able to, to bring that West Sentinel game. But, I mean, state title rematch in Washington Grizzly Stadium, a game that we had to do. And so uh, very excited to be able to, to bring that to everybody. And um, so those that uh, can't make it to the game can watch it from home. Next Friday night, if you uh – First of all, go to the game because high school sports are just so fun and affordable. I mean, what was it cost? Five bucks to get in? I mean, it's the best thing you yeah, can do. Yeah, I don't do. even know. Well, I mean, I they let us. I we don't even do a game in <laughs> ten years. I, last last year, I I paid a couple times, even though I they knew I was from ESPN. I was wearing my ESPN coat. I was like, dude, I want to contribute to the cause. Here, just have my five bucks. It's all good. But if you can't watch, or excuse me, if you can't go, watch right here on SWX Montana Television. That'd be fun. Miss anything in today's show? Went through a lot. NFL talk, Naomi Osaka, 
some fantasy football. We also talk Bobcats and Grizzlies, some Big Sky Conference stuff, and some San Diego Padres. All that is available on the podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Okay, a couple minutes here. Got about five and a half minutes here, Rain Man. The NFC West is the division that we only got half through. The Rams are certainly a contender, to be sure. The Seahawks are a contender, again. I think the 49ers are, they were so decimated by injury, and that's what caused them to go from Super Bowl runner-up to 6-10. and 10. But I think that they're going to be back in a big way. I think San Francisco could absolutely win the entire NFC if things go right. I'm just so interested to see how much, if any, if, if there's a quarterback controversy. Is it is it Jimmy Garoppolo from stem to stern, or is it Garoppolo then handing it off to Trey Lance, or can Lance push him early enough to get into the game uh, within the first month of the year? I'm not sure. So where are you at with the 49ers? I think they could win the division. I think they could get last in the division. Yeah. What's well, um, the most determining factor? I would, factor I would lean think? more towards winning the division. Yeah. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan's a really good yep. offensive mind. I think they're going to use Trey Lance in packages to start the season. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be hand the keys to Garoppolo and just go. I think Lance will get in games right away. And I, and then I think if he handles that, I think the transition to Lance will be a lot sooner than we think. Um, because it's kind of like the Mahomes Alex Smith thing. I think once you realize the talent that that's there, even if you have a good team, you're willing to make that transition because a dynamic quarterback takes you from like, remember the, the chiefs were making the playoffs and they were a good team when they yeah. had Alex Smith, but sure. they went from, you know, good playoff team to, to holy cow. Yeah. To explosive. Right. With an upgrade at that position. And I think that's kind of where we're at with the Niners. I think they're, they're, you know, a good solid team that has a lot of talent that obviously made it to a Super Bowl, but they could be a Super Bowl winning team with a great dynamic quarterback. Is Trey Lance that? We'll have to wait and see. But I, I think that if if they show if he shows that he's ready, they're going to make that that transition pretty early. One guy who's become one of my favorite uh, analysts when it comes to quarterback plays, Trent Dilfer. I think I've always thought Trent Dilfer was fine on TV. But now that he's been doing podcasts where he can really hash stuff out a lot more and he can just be more wordy with it and stuff, he's really good. And I, I, he's, he interviewed all these quarterback prospects coming in the draft, and he said that Trey Lance is one of the best guys on the board, on the, on the whiteboard that he's ever been around. That, I think, is going to help him uh, acclimate pretty quickly. I also think that adding an element of a mobile quarterback into that offense because they do run so many bootlegs and waggles and play actions and they run the ball so effectively – could be huge. And I think if they do dabble with him, I think they'll see what they got right away. And if it is what they think they got, then I agree with you. I think that they're going to roll. I also think the general public doesn't realize how good of a runner Trey Lance is. Right. We do because we watched him. Right. And, like, he's a powerful dude. Oh, I mean, this this is a guy. The reason he ended up at North Dakota State is because he had multiple Power 5 offers, but everybody wanted him to play safety. Yeah. But that's how that's how well he can run and yeah. how physical he is. And I don't think I don't think people are going to I don't think the general public knows that, but he's like a he's he's not like a Michael Vick type runner. He's sure. more of like a smaller Cam Newton type of runner. Right. Like he's he's a powerful dude and he's big. I mean, that can, that can move. I mean, yeah. isn't he 6'4", 225? I mean, yeah. he's big. So not guy. like quite like Cam Newton size. Sure. Well, who's he Cam, runs, who is Cam Newton? I know, but size? he runs but he runs with with power. <laughs> yeah. And 
and he's got some speed to him. So I think people are almost going to be surprised at how well he moves and how powerful he is. And in that run scheme, if you have that wrinkle of him being able to, to tuck on some of those uh, read options and put his head down and get, you know, five, six yards, um, yeah, the Niners, the Niners could be really good. And, you know, they just got, yeah, like you said, decimated with injuries. I love... I love their wide receivers and, and Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, all these guys that are so dynamic with the ball in their hands. Um, Trey Sermon, I, I thought was a good draft pick. Yep. In case you know Mostert is has been solid, but has also been banged up, and now you got kind of a a, a beast of a running back behind him, yep. the kid from Ohio State. So, and obviously if, if Bosa and some of that defense can stay healthy, um, right, this is just going to be a fascinating division. It I, is. I cannot wait to see how it all plays out because it's got a chance to be really, really fun. Well, we got about 60 seconds. The Arizona Cardinals, is there any way they scrap their way into being in contention in this division? If Lamar takes the next step. Kyler Murray. Or, sorry, yeah. Kyler Murray takes the next step and J.J. Watt returns to form yep. or, or brings some leadership and they figure it out defensively a little bit more, they could. I'm so fascinated to see what happens with Kyler Murray because he is absolutely one of the most fun players in the league to watch. He uh, is sometimes erratic. But, man, I mean, I think they have great weapons, starting with DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if their new-age defense can hang, uh, because I definitely think that offensively they're going to score some points. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana, joining me, Coulter Noir. It's been a great show, a fun show. Thanks so much for swinging by, man. It's always great rapping with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be live from Stroyer Gym at the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse in Bozeman. Brett Vegan, Leon Costello, Bo Beck, Daniel Jones. Full show for you tomorrow here on Nuanas Now. See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.